there, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm producer Ash, and this is true. I'm joined tonight by an actually special guest this time, <laughs> Lisa Johnson. You might know her from such YouTube channels as well as Chili Bowl. Welcome to the freaking podcast, Lisa. Oh my gosh, Ash, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, okay, so you're on the podcast now. You have a vague idea of what we're talking about, which is a, a rare gift. I don't usually tell people what we're talking about. Well, thank you. So honored. <laughs> You're about the same age as me. Did you grow up playing a little old computer game called the Oregon Trail? No, I did not. <gasps> but I know of it. And when I mentioned that that was one of the subjects to Ryan, my husband, he said, isn't that a video game? <laughs> That's hilarious. He didn't even think of like the actual Oregon Trail first. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> I don't know That's if that, what that says about the, the you know educational system or, or what, but. Well, a man after my own heart. Well, I remember the game being incredibly hard to complete and maybe I just sucked mm -hmm. at it. Uh, I only have an actual memory of completing it one time. See, because even once you make it almost all the way to the Oregon territory in the game, the final boss of the game is navigating the wild and deadly Columbia River and it is hard. <laughs> just like the real river. <laughs> man, did you ever... You ever once, once you beat it once. Oh my gosh! Wow, that does say a lot about the difficulty level. Now, did you there was was there a finger move you had to do? A BA? He's like, oh yeah, BAC. I don't, I forget exactly what he said with that game. No, total repressed memory, but yes, that's right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, the real Oregon Trail started in Independence, Missouri, or Missouri, as I like to say, <laughs> and ended in Oregon City. And it has been called the nation's longest graveyard. So from the first wagon train in 1836 to the 1860s, when steam trains became the preferred mode of travel, the emigrants buried 65,000 of their beloved friends and relatives along the road. That is one grave for every 50 yards. With one out of 10 emigrants not making it to their earthly destination, the real Oregon Trail was just as deadly as the game. Wow. Can you even imagine? Can you even imagine that in those days, if you lost a loved one, died on the trail, you don't even really know exactly where there's that's at. Do, you know, you give them a burial to even go visit them. You know, you don't even really know where they're buried. Like, do they have maps? <laughs> Not very good ones. <laughs> just terrible. Just absolutely. You're right. Just absolutely tragic. Now, does this trail go by you at all? Is this near yeah. you guys? It does. So it ends in Oregon City, which is about 20 minutes from where we are. Wow. Wow. Have you ever walked on it? I mean, I'm sure is it like a hiking path? <laughs> I don't think that there's anything like that anymore. Um, but there, I'm sure there's a marker of some kind that I saw once mm -hmm. upon a time. Mm -hmm. We're much more heavy on the Lewis and Clark thing. Like there's a, like all the Lewis and Clark stuff is right next to us. And there's all kinds of history and museums and all that. I remember seeing a lot of Lewis and Clark stuff in Colorado. I swear I did. When we would drive the main interstate from the western side of the state to the eastern side of the state um, and go through all those passes. I remember being Lewis and Clark. I mean, I know nothing about them. And I really, really should. Are they someone who also had to do with the Oregon Trail didn't pass through Colorado, though, I don't think. 
So maybe I'm just making this all up in my mind. I think it did. It went into the mountains for sure. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the Donner Party ended up dying in Colorado. Oh, yes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow. Such interesting Well, speaking of dying. Hard times, man. And I think I have it hard, you know, because I got to like wash food off my dishes to put in the dishwasher. It's the true suffering, really. Unbelievable. (laughs) Well, speaking of suffering um, and dying... Today, we're going to go over the top ways to die along the trail. First up, we have wild animals. Now, there are a lot of predators across the U.S., but there are even more non-predator animals that will simply fight to the death defending themselves. One of the most feared animals was the rattlesnake, despite their bites being more infrequent and less deadly than what was reported. Surprisingly, one of the most deadly animals to the travelers was the bison, who sometimes overran wagon trains, causing havoc and injury, trampling children to death, and destroying precious resources that would be desperately needed later along the trail. What are you going to do? They live there. We are entering their world. True, but I swear to God, if you said name 10 animals that will kill or hurt you on the Oregon Trail, I wouldn't have even thought about bison. That's bizarre. I know. They look huggable. Right. (laughs) Well, next up, we have bad weather and a whole lot of it. Travelers faced thunderstorms with lightning. Very, very frightening. Tornadoes, high winds, lethally large hailstones, snowstorms, looking at you, Donner Party, and even a heavy soaking of continuous rain could take you out. Soaking wet travelers without adequate shelter were more susceptible to the various communicable diseases, not to mention hypothermia. Conversely, the intense prairie heat caused wood to shrink so that wagon wheels had to be soaked in rivers at night to keep their iron rims from rolling off during the day. And the dust on the trail could be two or three inches deep and as fine as flour. People's lips blistered and they split open in the dry air and the only remedy was to rub some axle grease on them. Whoa. Wow. Okay. So what was at the end of the rainbow here? Why were they risking all of this death and injury at, you know, what was in Oregon? <laughs> the fertile crescent of uh, Western America, I guess. I mean, it is very fertile here. So, okay. I guess that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just the land, I guess. Right. Just new opportunity. And I like around, yeah, gold rush time. I think so. I'm already learning so much. Please. Please continue. Uh, Well, next up, we have river crossings. Travelers typically had to manage dangerous river crossings on their own. Guiding oxen and wagons through swift currents was not an easy task. As animals panicked, wheels got stuck, or wagons turned over and started taking on water. People frequently drowned in various rivers along the way. Even if you found and could afford a ferry, you weren't guaranteed safe passage. Ferry operators seeking profit often overloaded their boats, which would capsize and kill most on board. Even properly loaded boats could tip over. Wow. So crazy. I can't even imagine. Then there's mental illness, which Mm. I think we're all familiar with. Yeah. (laughs) You're Uh, here. (laughs) (laughs) Journeys west were so stressful and isolating that they often resulted in crippling mental illness pushing the emigrants past their breaking point to self-harm or murder in some cases. For instance, when Elizabeth Markham and her family traveled on the Oregon Trail, she announced at the Oregon-Idaho border that she would go no further. Her husband continued onward with their possessions and children, and once they reached a base camp, he sent their son back to retrieve her. Mrs. Markham 
returned to the party later without the boy and informed her husband that she had bludgeoned the poor kid to death with a rock. The husband frantically retraced the journey to find their son, and while he was gone, she had set the wagon on fire. Ooh, man. That's horrible. Horrible. Terrible. Horrible indeed. Something, I, I, yeah, again, something you wouldn't think about, you know, as that being an issue on the Oregon Trail. But of course, of course. We're right. Only do human, you, right? Well, do you have the mental fortitude? Yeah. I would like to think I'd never do that, but but yeah, mental health, man. Jeez. But in reality, assault and murder were pretty uncommon. Mm-hmm. That certainly didn't mean that folks didn't die from gunfire, however. Many travelers were from middle to upper class backgrounds and as such were not particularly outdoorsy, nor were they typically experienced with handling weapons. Instead, they tended to learn how to handle them as situations arose. Not ideal. Um, I have a quote here about this, and it's, quote, Inexperienced hunters missed their targets. Loaded weapons shot off when jostled in wagons. Men on night watch overreacted to sudden movements and shot friends they thought were foes. The unintended discharge problem became enough of an issue that trail leadership encouraged emigrants to keep firearms unloaded until they had a specific purpose. Most emigrants started on the journey with an intense but unfounded fear of the native people living in the lands through which they traveled. As a result of this fear, almost every wagon was a rolling arsenal. Accidental shootings were common, but murders were rare. Hunting was a popular pastime on wagon trains, not just for food, but for sport as well. As a result, hunting accidents were frequent. Many emigrants shot themselves with their own guns through careless and inept handling of firearms. Some were victims of cheaply made weapons that misfired or blew up. End quote. How awful. How awful. And there, there's like, there's just no treatment. There's nothing you can do for them you know oh god the suffering and the oh (laughs) yeah even the smallest injuries are just i mean yeah yeah roll the dice and i'm so glad i'm alive in 2023 (laughs) here here (laughs) (laughs) um well then there's wagon accidents and the first stretch of the trail was the easiest to navigate it was flat and well trodden but by the time they entered the mountains shit got real Wagons had no shocks, no brakes, and basically no turning radius. Wagons tipped, hitting rocks or climbing hills, killing or injuring their inhabitants. Hell, even when the wagons weren't moving, they were deadly. Children were frequently crushed to death by the wheels during falls while entering and exiting or losing balance after a bad bump. Adults also suffered this fate, which is likely why it was so common for folks to walk alongside the wagon at a nice healthy distance. Interesting. Whoa. Oh, so they wouldn't, they would just like choose to walk over riding. That's a long walk. <laughs> I'm sure they took breaks, but my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think the average was about 15 miles a day. And no. Almost. Whoa. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. Okay. Day Every day. Dis- Disneyland is, they say, on average about seven miles when a day at Disneyland. Can you imagine that? And I'm pretty Two sure they didn't have like soft arch supporting insoles. <laughs> Doubt it. Wow. Um, well, the next problem is not something that typically happens at Disneyland, and that is starvation. That's for dang sure. <laughs> so obviously starvation was a major cause for death along the Oregon Trail. First the animals, 
and then the settlers. I think that's obvious, especially if you played the game, you know how hard it is to shoot those damn bears. <laughs> so we'll just move right along to our number one killer on the list by a giant margin. It is disease. That makes sense. Of the estimated 350,000 who started the journey, disease may have claimed as many as 30,000 victims. And with the trail being about 2,000 miles long, that means there was an average of 10 to 15 deaths per mile. The most oh. dangerous diseases thrived in unsanitary conditions and close personal contact, like being on a wagon train with a bunch of other families. So there's cholera. Mm -hmm. This disease resulted in more illness and death than all of the other maladies experienced by the emigrants. It's spread by contaminated water. The disease progresses rapidly and attacks the intestinal lining, producing severe diarrhea, vomiting, abdominal pain, and cramps. The effects were so severe and rapid that victims often died within 12 hours of the first symptoms. Whoa, 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 wow. That, oh my gosh, so intense. Um, there's various mountain fevers, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, typhoid fever, scarlet fever, measles, smallpox, pneumonia, food poisoning, and scurvy. <sighs> but when I think of the Oregon Trail, I think dysentery. <laughs> which causes inflammation of the intestines accompanied by bloody diarrhea. You could literally shit yourself to death. Uh, uh, and I think shitting fun. ourselves to death is where we'll end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, it's so odd to be laughing over it. I, what brought a laugh out of me, of course, when you said dysentery was because when I was talking to Ryan about it, talking about the video game, that's how he usually died in the video game. Right? <laughs> yep. What Almost every time. video game. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, my sources for the episode were Death and Danger on the Emigrant Trails, which is a U.S. National Park Service article, and Top Tens, not net. And um, yeah, I think that I just learned that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather not. You know, I'd rather just stay. I'm sure that another cause of death that wasn't listed was uh, childbirth. Probably on a very, I mean, obviously, huge smaller scale than those other things. But yeah, I can't even imagine that either. Seriously. Yikes. So interesting. Thank you so much for schooling me on the Oregon Trail. I've learned a lot. You are welcome. And thank you for joining. And thank you, all of you, for joining. And we'll talk to you next week. Awesome. 